Welcome to Social Capital Expert, a show where we discover the value of social capital and how cultivating strategic relationships is critical to our success. In each episode, your host, Sarah Francis McDaniel, will explore the stories of fascinating people from all over the world to better understand how their ability to build relationships has led to their success. We will uncover tips, tricks, and practical ways that you too can become a social capital expert. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have my good friend and special guest, Devin Tilly, here today. Devin, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I'm honored to be here, Sarah. You know, really, this kind of like all started with you and our buddy Nick May um, back, you know, what, almost 10 years ago now when we all kind of talked about doing a podcast. And here we are 10 years later, and you and Nick May both have them, and I'm just getting started. So I really appreciate um, your willingness to be on the show. Heck yeah, we're, we're pumped that you went for it. You know, Nick was my first guest and my hundredth guest, and now I'm honored to be a guest here on your podcast. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we've got tons to talk about about what's happening today, but will you give us just a little bit of your story? Tell us a little bit about who you are and maybe where you came from. Sure. So I uh, grew up in the building mat materials section of the construction industry that over the last five years I've... Uh, called it passionately the art of construction and the art of construction is my podcast that I started going on five years ago we just hit 350,000 listens and been at awesome. it cranking away hard on that but I also own a window and door company in Colorado that have been on the ownership side since 2012 and before that was in the uh, production if you will world of supply channel were the, the the big corporate lumber yard so I cut my teeth doing that after I got a college degree here in Colorado which is what moved me out here from Fargo North Dakota. Fargo North Dakota okay yeah. uh, so have you I mean did you always know you wanted to do a podcast or you always wanted to have a, a business of your own or what kind of led you up to those things? Well, my uh, stepfather that raised me uh, was my boss's boss in the corporate world, and I passionately loved uh, building things and connecting people. So the materials was awesome, and the uh, I love the construction arena, but I, I was really struggling with uh, how I believe it should be done. So I said, you know, I'm going to go out and just create a, uh, we call it our, our global tribe or our platform that's for contractors and affiliates to grow their business, connecting the right technologies and products to the right handshake. So the whole thing is about, you know, breaking down those silos and finding how do we move forward in the art of construction. Awesome. So did you find that you first went into business and then as you were building your business, your Mountain View window and door business, you kind of find that there was an element of what you wanted to do that was outside of those walls? Yeah, and it, it all ties back together. Our global megaphone is how we market in a different way and get educated to, together. So I passionately run my window and door company in Colorado that uh, really working on connecting globally and locally the right connections where we fit in for our windows and doors is always what I started it for. Um, it's continued to both of, uh, you know, aligned, but yet different at times too. But uh, at the end of the day, it's all about helping people and building the tribe. Awesome. Well, you kind of lead right up to the whole point of this show, which is really social capital and the value of our network and how relationships really are critical to our success. And so in the essence of social capital, how do you see that relationships have been successful or have been contributing to your success? 
Yeah, they're everything, right? At the end of the day, it's your personal brand and whoever you work for is uh, putting that all together to who has your back. And when we talk about building the tribe, that, that's everything. Uh, and the, the ebbs and flows will go up and down and the only constant is change. Uh, but it's the passionate relationships that you have each other's back will get you through. And, and construction is a relationship business. Um, uh, sometimes a relationship can be challenging, but at the end of the day, that's what makes a project all come together. Awesome. Well, so you kind of told us construction is a relationship business, and maybe that's true for most industries. Um, how do you, do you have some examples of how really relationships have been have been important in what you've been doing and what you've created so far. Yeah. So the tribe, when, when I, you know, I, when I say 350,000 listens, uh, I passionately say that, and it's not Devin Tilly, it's the art of construction. So it's all these amazing stories that have networked and collaborated together. And when we got to 350,000 listens, people say, well, how is it growing? And it's because the podcast is all about them. But when you, the go-giver philosophy, it comes back tenfold. When you give, uh, then you get. So that's who we, whoever I'm interviewing on the podcast, that's who it's for. It's a platform for them to go out and grow their business. Uh, but using the Art of Construction platform to have that continuity to pull it all back together. And that's where I believe the silos have been built up, not because it's one part of the Art of Construction's fault. It's just how things have progressed. Uh, and now it's, you got to be able to break those down or pull them all together. And technology is very different than it was, you know, back the first go around when the Sears modular building started. It's very different now because technology has come full circle. And that's what I'm just super passionate about putting all that stuff together. Awesome. Well, can you, you, you brought up The Go-Giver and that book comes up on this show regularly. If you haven't listened to it or heard it or read it or whatever, you've got to check it out. But is there any specific topic or, or laws, they call them the super stratospheric laws of success from that book that really speak to you or that you live by? Or if not that book, is there a book that you would recommend people listen to? Oh man, uh, that, I, I love I love books, and I uh, right now I'm big onto a lot of sales systems of Sandler Entrepreneur Operating System, and all those have books from within them. Uh, but all of them have different golden nuggets that the uh, you have to read for yourself because it's uh, the whole give me the one thing from the synopsis. People take things differently, so I'm not big on saying that's the one thing from that book for you is the one thing for me and it's different, but uh, a lot of different books I could go into from you got to start. It depends on where you want to go with your business. I love when people ask me where they want to go and then what books would align to that. So if you're an entrepreneur and you want to start your own business, you start with the E-Myth Revisited and that's the basic building blocks to end up at EOS Traction and many in between. And if you want to be a manager, then you got to look at like the dichotomy of leadership or extreme ownership, depending on where you live in the art of construction, uh, the different books, because you don't have enough time or money to do them all, right? Right. You know, Devin, I'm always curious when you see people who have a following like yours and that are kind of out there just doing new things that are innovative, being a global megaphone, as you call it, and an influencer, what is it that really gets you excited? Like, what is that passion that really kind of has pushed you to, to go after this stuff? Uh, the, the main thing is when it comes 
back locally, it's when they say that project was really successful. I want to do more of them like that. Uh, that's what locally makes me tick of like saying you are a critical component to being successful on the project. And then globally, just people saying you really helped me or educated and the tribe that comes back and says, I, I get so much out of what you're doing. Like that's uh, again, back to that go-giver philosophy that uh, really makes me tick. Awesome. Uh, thank you for sharing, Devin. And, you know, we've kind of been on this journey together just in the industry and in friendship for a long time. And we've seen people come and go and relationships be strong and then there be kind of, you know, broken pieces in some of those relationships. And as you look at sort of your opportunities to build relationships over this last number of years, what do you believe are sort of the key components to building some of those really strong relationships? Well, first off, I'd say is I'm, uh, when it comes to business relationships, some of my mentors have said, Devin, you, you, you get married too fast and you stick with it too long and you get too emotional about it. And so that, that stuff was really helpful for me that people that really cared for me and said, look yourself in the mirror and to say that it, it's BS if they say, don't take this personal, it's just business. That's not what I'm trying to say. But what I'm trying to say is that the only constant is change and business ebbs and flows for a lot of circumstances. It may not just be you, and but you take it gut-wrenching as you if something happened or you made a mistake or you made a decision that uh, there's all kinds of causes and effects for that. So you have to first say the only constant is change and, and help with that because if that's what I struggle with because I really want to help people. And if I can't help or if I did something wrong, I, it really, it's hard to, I weigh that heavily on my shoulders when that happens. But at the end of the day, it is business, right? Uh, so you have to make that work and then uh, learn from that. If you make a mistake or you didn't communicate that right, so constantly be learning and, and getting better at be a better listener is really key for me because uh, you have two ears, one mouth. The more you listen, the stronger you're going to get. That's huge. I mean, thank you for sharing. And someone recently told me that the same letters that spell listen spell silent. And I thought that was interesting. You know, um, often we just, we spend so much time talking, we kind of miss the opportunity and the gift that's around us and the people around us and their opportunity to share. Definitely. You know, Devin, as you have kind of grown from, um, you know, where I first met you and you're running this business and now you sort of have this much bigger um, sort of mission or desire to have an impact in a different way on a, on a different scale. How do you see yourself growing or um, how do you keep yourself motivated to keep moving forward? Is it the people or do you have kind of an end game you're sort of hoping that you can achieve or aspire? Well, my mantra is always be marketing and elevate and delegate so that I never stop. So the Tasmanian Devon just goes all the time. And, and my philosophy, either you're growing or you're dying. And growing doesn't just mean in revenue, it means growing of learning and, and pushing yourself forward and helping uh, others more. Because if you're coasting, you're going downhill. So I hope I just uh, slide in sideways and just keep going hard all the time. That's just who I am and how I work. Uh, but you also have to understand who you are and surround yourself around people that will challenge you and make you stronger. And that's key. Uh, who you really have in your advisory council is what I call, or your leadership committee, or who you spend a lot of time with uh, outside of your family, that your family is different than your business team. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Do you have some examples you could kind of share as to how you've lived that? Well, I, I have my personal board of directors that has different family members on it that you can uh, have conversations outside of as you grow business and as you, as you know, every time you hit the ceiling, you have to reset the structure of your business. Uh, and then you have to have different people on that advisory council of how to make that work. So it's really getting the right help and uh, having the right coaches, in my opinion, is how you're going to break through that ceiling to get where you want to go and the people around you uh, want to go with you. So you're big on coaching and having mentors. Has that been something that you, has there been a mentor that has sort of helped you all along or have you had sort of different mentors in different phases? Uh, all the above. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, I don't want to make all the mistakes myself. So I love surrounding myself around people that are, have, similar that have went similar paths or have similar uh, aspirations that where I want to go to uh, learn from them. Um, so uh, it's been, you know, father-in-laws and close people like that, but also in the industry. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of reversed what a lot of people, when it said, go get coaching, they say, you know, join a local Vistage or BNI and all those stuff are great. Um, but to me, I kind of think it's a sales pitch where they say, go be around other businesses that are not like you to, to make your business stronger. And of course there's validity to that. But back to what I talked about, you only have so much time and money. I actually have a great, created a peer group with other window dealers around the country that we all are doing the same thing, but not competing. And that's just so valuable for me to where we can talk about our pains, our successes and setbacks, but we also can really be relatable when it's talking about our businesses. So that's the road that I've uh, traveled when it comes to my advisory council for running my day-to-day -day business. That's huge. And just having some of that camaraderie and that safe place to share and collaborate and, and strategize um, can make all the difference. And thank you for sharing. So as you sort of look at where you are today and maybe even you know where you've come from and how you've gotten here do you see that your ability to build relationships has played a part in that definitely and you also have to get really good at you can only go so far yourself and that's if you want to grow so you have to find a way to have those webs to have the relationships work without you doing it all yourself and that's i love seeing that when you know, when you build, get something going and you have an event and you sit back and you see a lot of other people connecting and working together, uh, you have to do that if you want to grow because uh, you can't do it all yourself. That's huge. And just that idea that we're stronger together. So, you know, Devin, as you talk about some of that, um, and I, I think about your, your podcast and even at the International Builder Show recently, you know, the interviews that you're doing and... Um, how do you see that as a piece of your building social capital? You know, it, it's funny. I, I like telling the story as I go back to say, like, why did you start a podcast? And the main reason I started the podcast is I was deathly afraid of public speaking. I had people like you that were saying, Devin, let's do this event. We have to get up and talk about ourselves and our company. And I was just like horrible at that. And I grew up much more in a one-to-one -one relationship. So I'm like, you know, 
I'm going to start the podcast to help break my shell. And I did the first 50 episodes myself and worked hard at, man, you really sounded like an idiot on that one, but that one kind of made some sense and uh, just got stronger. Uh, and, and I love to just crack, you know, hit my fears head on. You know, if I can't speak well, then go solve that. And, and again, I like to blend different things together versus I had great coaches that helped me with that. But I also just did it, you know, and you learn by doing uh, is back to why I started the podcast. But now I like I now I just love getting on the microphone and helping others get comfortable, uh, which is just so fun for me because there's a lot of really talented people that have great stories to tell. They just need some help or some guidance. And I love being the guide to, to help elevate and delegate everybody around me. Oh my God, that's awesome. Could you give us a couple tips when you said that you like to get on and you've kind of overcome this giant on your own and now you like to help other people feel comfortable and free, have the freedom to share their story? What do you do to help them feel comfortable? Yeah, the, uh, my philosophy I heard, I don't, I don't know where it was on another podcast or we're all learning together, but it was uh, the comment of that you've got to hit them in the heart. And so you have to get, find what makes people tick. And so if you get into their heart, then their passion's going to come through. And that's how I live my life. It's all about, you know, sharing my passion and aligning my passions with others. So if you hit them in the heart, then, then, then you'll get into their mind. And, and if you get into people's mind, that's, that's, you know, where they're really, and if you get their mind opened up, you'll hit them in their soul. And if you get, if you get all those three things, then their passion comes through, their heart speaks to that, uh, and they see past the big F word of fear. And so that's what I try to do. Um, however much time I get to do that, whether it's a pre-interview or at the International Builder Show and uh, figuring that out to just be the best guide I can be for their story. Um, and then the beauty of a podcast is you can fix it a little bit too. So you get them, it's easier to get comfortable sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. And now that everybody's doing podcasts mixed with video, you know, then there's a whole nother element. Right, I think right. it's so funny. It's like most of mine are on podcasts, but I do them on video and people get like, oh, the people can see me while I'm talking, you know? I thought this was just my voice. It's like, well, what's the difference? But it's overcoming a whole nother element and, and creating another opportunity for self-love because we're all so critical of ourselves. Totally, yeah. And, and that's the part of just putting yourself out there. That's kind of why I tell that story and I tell that story to a lot of people is that we're all humans, you know? It's like, it's not like I'm this special, I know everything about the microphone. I've just... I've done a couple hundred of them. So I've made a lot more mistakes behind the microphone than others. And so the more mistakes you made, the better off, the, the better you're going to be coming up overcoming those things. So that's how I put it out there uh, in, in the world of third party stories or learning by doing. That's kind of how I help people get comfortable to share their story because everybody has a story they want to tell. It's just getting into their soul to hear it. You know, in your just, 200 plus episodes of of your show and and being behind the micro microphone how do you find that there's a theme or do you what have you sort of learned from hearing all of those stories so i asked the same questions of the first episode all the way closing in on the 200th of uh, what's your favorite beverage and it's amazing of how many waters to chocolate milks to I'm a bourbon guy that you get uh, <laughs> to what's the favorite place you've traveled 
And that is the story that everybody opens up. And it's usually, it's not the story you'd think of some big fancy thing. It's being with my significant other on this hike, in this space, in this moment of time, when you get them to think about that. Uh, and then what makes them tick outside? In my world, it's the construction arena. So what, what's, what, are, what do you do outside of that? And to me, that's how you really get to know somebody and then they really are going to open up. So that's, that's how we do it. That's awesome. So what is your favorite drink, Devin? Uh, I'm a bourbon guy. So I'll hey. get to bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And what do you do outside the construction industry? Uh, today it's all about my family. So it's connecting our Colorado passions with my uh, wife and my daughter. And so she's five and she's in her second year of ski school. So in the winter it's the, it's uh, being in the mountains snowboarding and then it's hiking and traveling in the summer. That's awesome. Us. Do you have any trips planned soon? Uh, we're going to go to f spring break just to the beach in uh, Florida. That's what I love living in Colorado with the seasons. Boy, we've had the seasons lately, haven't we, with the, the ebbs and flows yeah. of the weather, but then traveling to the beach. So you don't take the beach for granted when we go on those trips. Isn't that the truth? I feel like there's the same like kind of majesticness in the mountains as there is at the ocean. It's like very different and yet similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. That sounds fun. Um you know, so Devin, as you just have had so much experience in this area and in just sort of building this out by doing it yourself, if you were talking to someone who maybe just wants to get started and kind of has this idea of something that, they, that they're passionate about, that they'd like to share or help other people grow in, what would you kind of recommend as maybe like the first couple of steps that they should take? As Nike says, just do it, but don't, don't just do it without getting a little help and talking with a few people that you that you know like and trust and so i, I didn't get it uh, when i was running my company the first time and you know the whole mission vision core values and all that stuff is like really learning how to be a leader uh, or if you're not a leader working for an organization that has a really strong leader is is key to me and uh, so for, for our companies, we have four core values and they've, they've, once you get those, then you can really massage those over time. So my advice is the first question I would ask is, is you know, what you want to do. And if you don't know what you want to do, look, go surround yourself around an organization or a place that you are passionate about and then find mentors or the tribe in the art of construction cases, we call that they're people that want to help. So there's a lot of passionate leaders I raise my hand as I'm one of those, but you can't just do it. Or in our core value says get shit done. But we we've over the years as we now we say you got to do a little T before you GSD, and so you have to have that thoughtful time before you go get shit done. And yeah. so it's it's really understanding and making that work for you, and then where you want to go. And so that's where I would advise people. And then find a company that uh, matches or build your own company that matches your style and then stick to it once you've done it. So for me, it's get shit done, problem solving, do the right thing with a commitment to excellence. Everything I do is based on those four core values. That's awesome. And so when you are, I know you have a, a philosophy and kind of a, a method that you also get really passionate about. That's sort of that whole life picture, like professional and personal and how it all entertains. Do you, can you, are you okay sharing some of that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, my uh, father-in-law back in the early nineties, uh, got a uh, presentation that he did. He was a college professor and a business coach and he 
put together a copyrighted uh, presentation called the Full Life Perspective. And it was really interesting as I was coming together as a leader and running my company and he uh, turned all that over to me and was coaching me and I'm courting his daughter so I had to give it a try, right? It really, <laughs> really worked and it was really helpful. And basically it's on one piece of paper paper is the key word there that I went and put it digital, but yet I still reference back to that original piece of paper of how your whole life is going to work on a piece of paper, knowing tomorrow it's going to change. Uh, but putting that together is really valuable in my opinion is because if you don't have a purpose or a plan, where are you going? Right. Knowing the only constant has changed. So I do a presentation that he's taught me and I live with that and uh, people that are close to me. I love talking that with them helping each other live a full life perspective. Yeah, it's exciting. We'll have some, uh, in the show notes, we'll have ways for people to contact you to talk more about that. It's a, it's an interesting way of seeing your path and being able to connect with where you're headed. Um, and so thank you for sharing. And sure. you know, Devin, as you kind of look at this next phase of your journey and you're, you've sort of reached these certain pinnacles and these certain goals or successes, where do you see things going for yourself over the next five, 10 or 15 years? Uh, well, my full life perspective says is, is, is uh, my core values and everything is to be the best uh, father and husband as I can be. So, you know, in those windows, when you see your whole full life perspective, is that you really help understand those buckets or windows of time. So my daughter that's five right now and my wife that and on her full life perspective shows she's going to work another 14 years. <laughs> it goes fast and it goes really short too. And uh, one of the best things I, when our daughter was born, as I said, the days are long and the years are short. And boy, is that true as you, when you start looking and you analyze, uh, when you said, what am I going to do the next five, 10, 15 years? is I'm going to elevate and delegate and have as much fun as possible and be the best dad and husband to my friends and family and mentor to the art of construction tribe as I can. And as a leader, that's where hopefully that takes me somewhere to have a lot of fun and, uh, and live those core values and my mottos. And I don't have it detailed in except if you can say we're going to go to the beach this year and we're going to wait to do go to Disneyland until Eva's begging to go to Disneyland because I don't want to do it three times. And so all those things come from having a purpose and a plan to say, I'm either you're growing or dying. So I'm always going to be growing, but not just in revenue. It's about having as much fun as possible. And you have to have enough financial capabilities to have as much fun as possible. So you got to make sure that works. <laughs> True. You kind of have to have a little bit of something to make some of them possible. But, right. you know, Devin, thank you for sharing. And as I look at kind of just where you're headed and where you've come and, and all of that, there's just so many nuggets of wisdom that you could um, give to us as, as practical applications and also as um, insight and philosophy. But I like to always just try to leave the listeners with something that they could take today and practically apply to find that they are growing in their own social capital. Do you have anything that you would like to say as a, as kind of a practical application? Yeah. Sit down to somebody that you're close with and ask them, you know, uh, what, what I should be, what I should be doing better and what I'm really good at and then go do it, you know? So have a little thoughtful time, uh, like who's ever listening to this podcast, kudos to you for taking some time to think because uh, when you're listening, you can't be rambling on and on. So who's ever listening to this, kudos to you. 
uh, but then go take action and, and take action of where you need the most help. And I always say, go find the biggest pain and fix it and just go right through it. You know? Yeah. So whether that pain is your own fear or insecurity and you just hit it head on or the, the pain is someone else's challenge that you can be part of the solution. Definitely. Devin, I just appreciate your time and thank you for coming to share. Is there anything that you're involved in right now that you'd like to share and get the word out about? Uh, we're really big on uh, the podcast right now of connecting technology to handshakes and we're really big on offsite construction and working globally with a lot of really cool tools. So if you're involved in modular construction at my experience centers in Colorado, uh, Audrey Grubesic is running a monthly seminar here and many other mentors to me and other influencers, we're all working together to just really art of construction to bring us all together to move the construction industry forward. Uh, so if you're into blazing trails, you might want to check out the art of construction because that's what we're all about. Awesome. And Audrey is actually a guest on this show as well. She's a, an innovative thinker and somebody that's really blazing trails um, in her industry for sure. And so I'm excited to see what comes of those events and the things that you guys are hosting. Um, we will definitely have a link to the art of construction on the show notes. And um, how about any final thoughts or words of advice? Uh, you know, the you got to find out what is going to get you over over the hump. So when I started my business, it was just the pedal down all the time. And then I realized if you're just pushing all the time, you may not be stepping back and smelling the roses. So I leave the tribe with saying a quote from Wyatt Earp that says, speed is good, but accuracy is everything. <laughs> That's great. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being here, Devin. I just appreciate your friendship in the industry and the time that we've spent together over all these years. And it's exciting to watch to see where you're going now. Awesome, thanks for having me, Sarah. No problem, thank you. I look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode of Social Capital Expert. Please visit socialcapitalexpert.com for show notes, additional episodes, and to see who will be visiting us next on the show. Also, be sure to check out our upcoming Social Capital Mixers. These are events where we can connect in person to build social capital. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you join us for the next episode.